Coming up on BBP News, we have more updates on the suspected Chinese spy balloon. And Supreme Court 22-38 is back. Could the Supreme Court be taking it up after all? Welcome back, everyone. It's Monday, February 13th. We're here with another week. Another week is underway. I can't believe we're already halfway through this month. Absolutely ridiculous. But besides that, Chris, start us off in the normal Monday morning fashion by giving us the weather headed into this week. In Los Angeles, California, it is partly cloudy, 65 degrees. In Houston, Texas, it is sunny with a high of 70 degrees. In Chicago, Illinois, it is partly cloudy, 46. And in New York City, it is partly cloudy, 54 degrees. So, Nick, you know, sometimes on this show, I stumble across interesting studies that oh, are yeah. worth talking about. Or at least I think they're worth talking about. Yeah, yeah, you and find then, some studies, some stories. It's a good time. Yeah. Yeah, well, I found an interesting story. Oh, okay, um, okay. But before I get into it, I, I have a few questions for you. Sure, um, go for it. If you're willing to, you know, share with everyone. Oh, always, you know. always. What do you have? Now, can you go back to high school for a minute? Going back I to know high you school, probably don't want to. Yeah, no, you know, it's it's not my favorite place to go back to, but we're, we're going back into the mindset. So when you graduated, do you remember what your GPA was? Uh... It, it was somewhere around the, I think, 3.9 mark, something around that. Okay. So would you consider a 4.7 uh, GPA impressive? That is spectacular. That That is absolutely insane. Now, would you be even more impressed if I told you a nine-year-old graduated high school with a 4.7 GPA? <laughs> what? No. No. Not impressed? I, I mean, I don't believe it. Yeah. What? Graduated high school at the age of nine years old with a 4.7 GPA, and now he is in community college. How? Uh, what? I don't understand. <laughs> now, this is where this, like, that's awfully incredible. I'm right, right. Really feel dumb. But, um,. His mother applied for him to go to Harvard, mm -hmm. and he was so young that the application denied the date of birth. Wow. Didn't even allow the date. Of, wow. So now he, at nine years old, it's is fully enrolled at the local community college. Uh, I don't get it. How? And now Nine years old. Now, do you have any idea what he is going to school for? Uh, I, I have no guesses. I, I can't even begin to imagine. Well, he's actually going for two degrees, because why the hell not? If you've um, graduated at nine years old, yeah, I mean, you might as well. Um, Now, he's starting out with two, but the list might grow. Of course. Um, First, he's starting out with a business degree, okay. and then he's going for astrophysics. Of course. Um, anybody say real life Sheldon Cooper here? Uh, yeah, no kidding, right? It's like looking at it's it's like looking right at a TV show. It really is like like looking at Sheldon. That's insane. Um, you know, when you asked me what I thought he was going for, I you know I wanted to give the cliche answer of something like astrophysics, chemistry, you know, somewhere up in the high field. But I I was 
half expecting this half expecting you to say something like really simple and when you said business i was like okay you know he's, he's gonna go this route completely different from what you'd expect but nope astrophysics dropped right in there dropped right in well um he says that he wants to own his own business have people that mainly run his business for him while he oversees it while he focuses on uh astrophysics Mm -hmm. and other scientific ventures he wants to take now i'm saying other scientific ventures he wants to take because the other stuff he said i never heard of it before (sighs) um and i'm 20 so that's nice yeah Um, right so yeah uh, um, and he says he old. would like to work for NASA, but doesn't know if that's the route he wants to take yet. Maybe he's Dude. considering <laughs> a business that has to do with scientific things that Yo, is separate from NASA. This is not something you hear from a nine-year-old. No. Th- this is barely something you hear from a 20-year-old. <laughs> You're certainly not hearing it from me. No, no, absolutely not. Like... A nine-year-old just being like, yeah, you know, I might want to work for NASA, but I might want to go a different direction, you know? It might not mm-hmm. be my my absolute field of it. What? Yeah. What do you mean? So, Nick, if you ever felt smart, uh, don't feel it ever again. Yeah, you know, I'll just remember this moment and be like, all right, I need to work harder. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, Nick... For a nine-year-old, 4.7, you would think, like, he would be, like, a genius. He wouldn't act like a child. But you would be completely wrong mm-hmm. because he still acts like a child, still goes plays with other eight-year-old children. Right. Um, Just kind of... And he got interviewed on the local news station, and he was playing with the camera and all that stuff, curious mm-hmm. on all that. So um, kind of, like, breaks those tropes that you see... Uh, yeah. sometimes in shows movies and the like of you know just because they're they're that smart that intelligent that they're not kids really just breaks and, that wow you know i wish i mentioned this at the top mm-hmm. because this adds even more impressiveness okay um in 2020 he was in third grade yeah and obviously <laughs> everything went remote right well he started thriving in the remote um wow the remote learning yep module yep. i guess you could call yeah. it yeah and he just kept on progressing, and he ended up in classes, ended up being several, several months ahead yep. to where the school kept on pushing him up a grade level. Wow. And then in 2022, graduated with a high school diploma. That's incredible. And his parents said they never let, they never forced him to keep going. You know, if he wanted to go back to whatever grade he was in, mm-hmm. they didn't have a problem with that. But he kept on completing the courses, kept on completing, completing, completing. And next thing you know, he was graduating high school. And um, they said the best thing that they think they did for their child was let him go and do that and never stop his curiosity. Right. Yeah, that that's absolutely incredible. As a parent, you'd absolutely just want to watch your kid thrive like that. And the fact that it all came through curiosity, it wasn't something that was forced on him uh, by the school or by uh, the parents or anything like that. He just kind of was like, sure, let's go with it. He just kept wanting to learn, kept, um, you know, just figuring out new things. And now at nine years old in college for astrophysics and business wow um so if you ever feel smart again please don't just just look back at this moment look back at this moment in this story and just work harder (laughs) but anyways nick we got plenty of news yeah um 
So 100%, that is the confidence rate from the Pentagon that, yeah, the balloon was sent by China in order to spy. And now we know what they are up to. I can assure you this was not for civilian purposes. That, that is, we are 100% clear about that. Uh, this was a unique opportunity for us to observe this balloon and its characteristics very closely as it traveled over the, the United States. Uh, and, and needless to say, and I won't go into details, uh, we, we gained a lot of information on this, and I believe we'll continue to gain more. That was General Pat Ryan, the spokesperson for the Pentagon. Put into simple terms, we watched the balloon, we shot down their balloon, we collected their balloon, collected the wreckage from their balloon, and now we know what kind of tech they are using to spy on us. It turns out that they are doing this to lots of other countries as well. The Pentagon said last week that the Chinese uh, surveillance is bigger than we originally thought. Their balloon was caught flying over several other countries, and the Pentagon said on the record that there were four previous Chinese surveillance balloons right here in the United States, three under former President Trump and another one under President Biden. In some cases, whereas some of these balloons previously had not been identified, subsequent analysis, subsequent intelligence analysis did enable us to indicate uh, that these were Chinese balloons. In terms of where they're coming from, I can't go into the specific location other than to say China. The Pentagon confirmed the most recent balloon was carrying a payload of 2,000 pounds, and the U.S. military is still pulling some stuff out of the ocean. But what has been collected has been examined. And those who say that letting the balloon float over the U.S. for several days was either an intelligence failure or a security threat, the general takes great issue with this. It was not an intelligence failure. If something is about to enter our airspace, we're going to track it and monitor it and determine whether or not it's a threat. And in this particular case, as the balloon approached U.S. airspace, the NORAD NORTHCOM commander determined that it did not present an imminent physical or military threat. So we're always going to reserve the right to take appropriate action against any uh, foreign objects, uh, unexplained aerial phenomenon, whatever it is, uh, to, to safeguard the American public. And that's exactly what we did in this case. So this was probably the biggest question of the day on Thursday. Do we know what that balloon was trying to gather? Do we know what information it was trying to gather from the United States? It didn't fly over by accident. It was intentional. That was Senator John Tester, a Democrat from Montana, and the real answer to that is classified, but we do have the public answer. Some very good guesses about that, uh, and we are learning more as we exploit the contents of the balloon and the payload itself. That was Jedifiah Royal, Deputy Assistant to the Secretary of Defense. The military and the State Department were on the hot seat last week about the Chinese balloon. The State Department says they had surveillance tech on board that could monitor sensitive U.S. communications. They called it signal surveillance, and because the balloon can loiter over an area for a long period of time, it can gather more robust information, unlike satellites which are constantly moving. The Pentagon and the Secretary of State, as well as the panelists last week, all said that the U.S. had eyes on the balloon ever since the beginning. And it is also being reported that China stopped communication back to Dianjiang as soon as they figured out that the U.S. was on to them.
The timing of this is all very interesting. On January 28th, the NORAD commander spotted this balloon as it entered the U.S. airspace as it floated over Alaska for a short period of time. In that time, the commander determined that it was not a military threat, nor was it a threat to U.S. travel. Then it floated over Canada, but then it changed direction, and on January 31st, it started heading down the lower 48. NORAD was still tracking it, and the president was briefed on the options going forward, and the military testified that since NORAD said that the balloon was no threat, and it was unable to collect any data, watching it would give the U.S. a better understanding of the scope of the surveillance balloon. Then, of course, on February 4th, we all watched the balloon be shot down. And the senator from Alaska was very upset that the military did not shoot the balloon down when it first went over their state. The Department of Defense said that there was a pretty good reason for this, and we can show this to you here. Take a listen. Key piece of this is the recovery for us to be able to exploit and understand this balloon and its capabilities fully. If we had taken it down over the state of Alaska, which is part of the United States, it would have been a very different recovery operation. Um, as Senator Murkowski knows, the water deaths offshore, the Aleutians, um, at six-plus nautical miles go very quickly from about 150 feet to over 18,000 feet near mm. the, the Bering Sea. The winter water temperatures in the Bering Sea hover consistently in the low 30s, which would make recovery and salvage operations very dangerous. And that was Melissa Dalton, the assistant to the Secretary of Defense. The FBI released photos of them processing the balloon. In the photos, you can see the response teams are processing the wreckage. And there is another photo of them at the lab in Virginia. And you can see it in other photos of them getting prepared to go get the stuff that's at the bottom of the ocean. And the FBI says that the bulk of the payload from the balloon does still remain at the bottom of the ocean. The House has voted unanimously to agree on one thing, and that one thing was a resolution to condemn China for sending the balloon over the United States. Now, the final vote for this resolution was 419 to 0, with 15 people not voting. And these types of resolutions, they don't do anything. They do nothing. And there are no punishments. It really just allows the U.S. to show their anger and how they feel about the situation. Do you remember 22-38? It was the controversial case that the Supreme Court decided not to hear. Well, it is back, kinda. You may remember when the internet was going crazy over this case back in early January. It's the case where a man named Roland Brusen sued 385 members of the House and Senate, starting with Representative Adams. That's where the name Brunson v. Adams comes from. On the list of people Brunson is suing are President Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris, and he wants them all to never be able to hold office again and also be removed. He claims that all those people, including Vice President Pence, violated their oath of office on January 6, 2021, when making Joe Biden president. And in January, the Supreme Court decided not to take up the case, as it is their right to do so. The Supreme Court does get thousands of petitions from thousands of people a year, and they only take up a few of those cases each term. In January, they said that he did not make the cut, 
And while Brunson repealed this, and it ended up back on the conference list, the conference is held several times a year, and it is a time when all justices sit in a room to decide on which cases to hear on a very long list. The reality of all this is it's very unlikely that the Supreme Court would accept a case after it's already been denied. The conference date is Friday, February 17th. Getting into rapid news, a new report by the Human Rights Watch detailed a number of situations where teenagers as young as 14 years old were denied an abortion due to Florida's laws around the procedure and the subject decision-making process that some minors must go through to access care. And a New York City woman was found guilty for trying to kill her friend with cheesecake in order to steal her identity. Nick, what do you got for us on this Monday morning for good news? All right. So for my good news story this morning, I decided to choose one that centers around the Super Bowl because, of course, it just took place last night. We just finished it up. So, you know, why wouldn't I go out and find a story that centers around the big game? And really, okay, I I must preface all this by just trying to explain how much food is consumed. I was absolutely boggled by this stat, boggled by it. Every year, it is estimated that 105 million pounds, pounds of guacamole are consumed for the Super Bowl. 105 million pounds every year. It, that is absolutely insane. And as someone who does not eat guacamole, that's even more insane right there. No, thank you. The, just no. <laughs> but back to the story. So the whole story here focuses around food donation and really giving that food that doesn't get consumed during the Super Bowl, all the leftovers and all the remaining fresh food, making sure that gets put to good use. There is a nonprofit organization called the Food Recovery Network made up of mostly college volunteers that helps to literally recover and save all of the leftover food, all the fresh food that doesn't get consumed during the Super Bowl uh, in the stadium. This year, of course, it was at the State Farm Arena in Arizona. And they load all of that onto trucks as much as they can. And they, you know, donate it all around that area. And they have to act quick. The thing about this is like they're on a time clock because there's a two hour window for perishable foods to be refrigerated and uh, all wrapped up so that it can continue to be donated or else once that window closes, it no longer is eligible and goes to waste. And not only do they go through this recovery process, but ahead of the game, they have a tailgating party. This is something that they've started to do more recently. They have a tailgating party right outside of the stadium where the Super Bowl is being held and they have, you know, five-star meals. They have celebrity chef level meals that people can come and, you know, pay for and enjoy the party, uh, meet some NFL players and the food that's left over from that, which is usually a lot, thousands of pounds, again, because these parties get so big, that food gets immediately put into the refrigerated trucks and it gets brought around and donated so it's a fun experience for anyone that wants to pay for that experience and it gives a lot of food to those experiencing major food uh, insecurity 
just an absolutely amazing story all around the effort that they're going through to make this happen is absolutely crazy they have full intentions to continue this especially with the super bowl party and the super bowl efforts and with the super bowl being held in las vegas next year you have to imagine that it's going to be a huge event for them even bigger than this year's what a great good news story nick wow um that's all I can say. Just such a good news story. That is the end of this Monday morning news episode. Nick will be back here tomorrow morning with another Eye on the Ball episode. Wednesday and Idiots in the News. And, of course, Friday morning, we will be back here with another news episode. Until then, enjoy the rest of your week, everybody. Unless you got the day off today because you were up too late watching the Super Bowl, then you know what? <laughs> I hope you get a headache today because some of us are at work today. Bye, guys. 